That's what sets a boy free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie Away, away, why do you stay? Fly away, bird. It looks at me, and still it hops. It hops. Fly away. It spreads its wings and flies away. Away. It does not look back. Boys, you better cue up the old law and order stinger, because today's episode is ripped Right from the headline. Oh, Whoa. We're going full Dick Wolf, which is a great name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because today, boys, we are focusing on something I like to call the Brain Dead Poet Society. No. Which was also what they like to call the name what was the title of the episode of Roseanne, where Darlene had to read a poem. In front of her class, or no, in front of the whole school at the assembly. Looked like a pretty small school um, in the clip I saw. Well, it was like an was awards night sort oh, of thing. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, this is the episode of Roseanne I think about any time I hear about the show Roseanne. Clearly, this week I heard a lot about the show Roseanne, <laughs> and so I thought a lot about this stupid poem. But the episode and poem that you're thinking of was from classic Roseanne, not the reboot. Mm-mm. This was straight dope. OG Roseanne. Um, Which, pre- fun fact about that, also uh, unfunny and as unentertaining as the reboot. Ooh, agree, agree on one of those, those parts. The reboot, for me, was not good. The original series, sans like the last two seasons, I enjoyed a lot. What about you, Hankins? Were you a fan of the OG Roseanne? I was. I liked the OG Roseanne. Um, a few things about it really bothered me. The number one being, why was their bed so fucking small? That's because you know they got I a their their shoestring budget. I get it, but I just couldn't understand. Were Roseanne I mean, Dan, and John Goodman. Roseanne Dan. and Dan. It, the bed was tiny. I mean, it it might have been a queen. No, those are two larger people. It might have been a queen, but I don't think it was. I think it was just like a full-size bed, and I couldn't imagine them getting a good night's sleep mm. ever. Well, there's I thought a, that's why they were so cranky. There is an episode where they go try to buy a new bed, and they realize, I think, when they're at the store, even with Roseanne's Rod Bell's discount, they still got to <laughs> they, they gotta go cheap. With her what discount? That was the store she worked at. Rod, Rod Bell's. Bell's. That was the store she worked at. Rod <laughs> R O D space B E L L S something like that. Rod Bells. She was a, a waitress at the counter when uh, department stores still had like the the lunch counters. So dope. But it tragically closed, and that was you know sort of an impetus for like season three, season four, when she had to find other avenues of income. It's a depressing show. It there are I parts can't. that are kind of sad. I mean, Jackie has an abusive boyfriend, beats her up. The only good thing Roseanne I mean, ever did was bring in hit her, Sarah. Hit her like one time though. The only good thing, like a, only good thing Roseanne <laughs> did was bring in uh, Sarah Chalk. It introduced introduced the world to one Sarah Chalky. Was she the was she the second Becky? Yeah, she okay. was the second second Becky. Sarah did Chalk she go on to do something else. She, she she was on Scrubs. She was on Scrubs, and she's the voice of the mom on Rick and Morty. 
Man, y'all are white as fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Hankins, do you, do you remember the epi- this episode in particular, like the the narrative of the episode and what all what strung together most, for this, the poem? What I remember most, actually, is that poem that I read in the beginning with that kid just doing away and then moving his hand in a gesture that symbolized moving away. I remember that more than anything. From what I can remember, like, Darlene did Darlene wrote the poem and like she did she did she deliver it originally at home cuz I feel like I remember her being much more upbeat about no, it. No, no, no. Uh, from my memory of the episode is uh you know Darlene plays like the classic tomboy slacker sort of middle schooler, you know, has has problems, she you plays know. Sarah Gilbert basically. Yeah. Has problems at yes. home, has problems at school, doesn't like school, uh does this English assignment unbeknownst to her parents, they get a letter in the mail, you know. And they think it's going to be Darlene got in trouble again, but it's like, hey, you know, join us for PTA night. Darlene wrote this poem, blah, blah, blah. And so, uh, you know, her mom and her parents, you know, didn't really didn't really think Darlene had much academic potential. And so Darlene just says, you know, leave me alone. You like me as like uh, being on the sports team, so don't even come to this. So, you know, there's the angst in that. And so that's why when she... Dan didn't go. Right, right. That's why the angst in uh, her performance is like, oh, God, my parents are going to realize, you know, maybe I have some academic potential. They're going to drill me even harder to do well in school, which she doesn't want to do. And so that's why when she delivers her performance, it's kind of deadpanned and kind of sad. God, that is so weird how memory works because the line, when we're there, uh, there's a line in the poem that I remember distinctly, like being delivered like a comedic line, um, but it's not. And, and I watched it this I guess morning. Was it's the not first for Roseanne. Man, Sean with the Roseanne oh, hate. Not a good show. God. Most it, overrated it, show. It in won. The 90s. It won like a Peabody I Award for like a yeah, narrative fiction. So did LeBron James. I, oh I come on. Did LeBron win a Peabody? <laughs> I don't know. For like the, are you sure that wasn't Kobe? NBA Finals. At any rate, <laughs> I, 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 I think Sean's just being a mean, a mean mistreater. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the show was good. It, it wasn't necessarily. And, I wasn't the target audience, but I think the show was. And I, I want to say I, I didn't look this up on IMDb, and I guess I should have. Uh, Joss Whedon, Sean's like you know, green boy, <laughs> his god, his god. <laughs> What was a writer on Roseanne, and I think he might have penned this episode, or at least was, you know, contributing on the story and whatnot. I would rather watch a full season of that Jeff Foxworthy, Ed Asner, Haley Joel Osment show, Thunder Alley, than one episode of Roseanne. What the hell are you talking about? Creel knows what I'm talking about. You know, it was was a Jeff Foxworthy that was his, you know, sort of foot in the door, like, let's give another comedian a sitcom. It was was about, it was like right when I believe Grace Under Fire, another show I'd rather watch than Roseanne. Um, Hi, I'm Grace. (laughs) Uh, I'm under fire. Uh. They were from, I'm here to tell you right now, was definitely in love with Brett Butler. Oh, Hankins, Hankins, you like my sexy voice? I do. Please keep doing this, Creel. Please keep doing this. (laughs) Thunder, man, you can't even find a Wikipedia page when you... What was the premise of Thunder Alley? I think he was a single dad down on his luck, and Ed Nasner was was the grandfather. I think they owned a mechanic shop or something like that. Okay. I don't think they were race car drivers. I would rather watch... But they were all ABC shows. I would rather watch the same episode of Titus ten Titus. times than one episode of Roseanne. 
Uh, what about Rock? Would you rather watch, watch an episode of Rock? Oh, he, no, R- he definitely ROC. ROC. I didn't mind Rock. Uh, what about Drexler's class? <laughs> I know the name. <laughs> it was on Fox. It was like during the Herman's Head sort of pantheon. Oh, Herman's Head. That was, that was clutch. <laughs> Man, it is different. The only thing I remember about... I mean, I remember Herman's head, but now I only think of Lisa Simpson when she's laughing to herself. And somebody, what are you laughing at, Lisa? Oh, just a joke I heard on Herman's head. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Pixar movie Inside Out like totally ripped off Herman's head. Man, you cannot find one... Yeah. Bit of information on I think Wikipedia. You made it up. You think you, you would 90, think on such a classic TV? Edit. It was a show. I'm not going. It was crazy. a show. It definitely in was a show. In 1995, Foxworthy starred in the Jeff Foxworthy Show, a sitcom created out of a stand-up comedy persona. It aired on ABC, but was canceled after one season. That is a completely different show. <laughs> Goddamn! The rest of this fucking episode is going to be finding this. Well, how? While, Ed well, Asner. Maybe while Sean is looking up his his uh. Thing, one of us should read the poem, Hankins. Absolutely, be glad to do it, Crew. And Crew, you're the you're the super you're the Roseanne super fan. I'm going to give you first option. I'll be glad to do it, but I'm going to give you first option. Uh you can do this one. Thunder this Alley. Oh right. uh, wait, wait. He found he 20, found the bit. Twenty-seven episodes. Damn. <laughs> hey, that was a full season. <laughs> the show stars Ed, Ed Asner as a retired race car driver, Gil Jones. Wait. I don't think Jeff Foxworthy was in this. Jeff Foxworthy was, was, oh. was oh. Felicity Huffman was though. It's some guy named Jim Beaver. <laughs> hey yo, hi, I'm Jim Beaver. I know your original pilot episode. Ooh, Brett featured. Butler? Did I? Did, was Brett Butler here? <laughs> I gotta fucking let me put on. Hang on, I gotta put some cologne on. I thought I heard Brett Butler at my apartment. Oh my god. <laughs> um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, Hankins, are you reading it? Do you want me to? Creel has already. I will take care of that. Um, as my headset just died, so it's very confused for a second. But oh, I'm back now. Okay. Back in business. Take it, Doc. So we will read now by Darlene Connor, to whom it concerns. To whom it concerns, Darlene's work will be late. It fell on her pancakes and stuck to her plate. Ha, 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 ha. To whom it concerns. My mom made me write this, and I'm just a kid, so how could I fight this? Uh, To whom it concerns, I lost my assignment. Maybe I'll get lucky. Solitary confinement. That's worse than homework. To whom it's concerned, to whom it's concerned, Jesus. To whom it concerns, Darlene's great with the ball, but guys don't watch tomboys when they're cruising the hall. To whom it concerns, I just turned 13. Too short to be quarterback. Too plain to be queen. To whom it concerns, I am not made of steel. When I get blindsided, my pain is quite real. Seems out of place. (laughs) I don't mean to squawk, but it really burns. I just thought that I'd mention it. To whom it concerns. It's hard to snap with my left hand. Do you have that problem? I guess a little bit. Mm. <clears throat> Don't get the same. So that is the uh, penultimate. To whom it concerns, Ooh. I wish I was scissoring. Whoa. <laughs> That's the next chapter in Sarah Gilbert's life. Catch me catch me on the chew. She's on, like, the voice. Is that no, the name the of chat. the chat? Ch- no, the chew is the name of the fucking chat. No, no, no. That was the one with the, the cook who got, like, 
sexually harassed all those Mario people. Mario Batali? Yeah. She's on... <laughs> that walking piece of ravioli? She's on the talk. The talk. <laughs> the talk. The talk, <laughs> yeah. It. Oh, man. So what does everyone think about the poem? Well, I... When... when Like I said, when Hankins first sent this to us, mm-hmm. I was like, the show is over. This is... This is stupid. We're just picking on kids now. This is dumb. How does this tie into anything? Mm-hmm. And then Creel said, well, it's a Roseanne poem. And I said... What'd I say? Hankins done did it again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hankins done did it again. Uh-huh. He found a poem. We're gonna read it. <laughs> oh, baby. Creel, could you do that, Brett Butler? Just <laughs> one more time. <laughs> I'm almost there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, darling, I can't come unless you talk like Brett Butler. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I will... We can suspend some sort of, like, the disbelief. This wasn't written by a kid. It was written by, you know, a group of Hollywood writers, Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon wrote this. Um, I'm going to say a positive thing first, that I do think that they did a good job of writing this in a child's voice. Agreed. Because Mm -hmm. this seems like the kind of thing that a dumbass child would write. Joss Whedon doesn't knit it again. (laughs) (laughs) But the line I was mentioning earlier was, um, I just, I have a distinct memory of her, like, punching home Maybe I'll get lucky. Solitary confinement. Big old laugh. That's what I remember. But no, that didn't happen, except for the fact that in the first couple stanzas, the laugh track is really punched up. I mean, they're getting in it hard on this laugh track. Yeah, it's... Um, so I, I looked up the uh, the clip before we, before we recorded, and there's, like, canned laughter in the first two stanzas, and then there's a laugh when, like... Jackie puts out her hand and Roseanne knows to put a what is obviously a used tissue in her hand mm-hmm. so that she can blow her nose. It's a white tissue, by the way. Roseanne like even a, back then was uh, dropping the, that subtext mm-hmm. in the episode. It was not a black tissue. <laughs> no. no. God. Are we getting but into I mean, that or are we going to talk? Well, yeah, I'm fine. We with can. It. It's all on the table. It is all on the table. But I, I do want to say, like Hankin said, as far as like... Uh, sort of a tool to sort of work in the the Roseanne world of Darlene's character fleshing her out. This is sort of like the first little, like, throwing throw some spark in Darlene's she's story. She's an actual person. Yeah, she's, she's not, not just, just like, a tomboy. She yeah. sort of, you know, in the next couple of seasons went goth and struggled with, you know, having any friends and finally getting a boyfriend. So sort of, it sort of opened up the window into her character, which was which was pretty uh, pretty good at the time. Do you remember that hilarious episode where DJ shot up his school? No. That was Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. There was an episode where DJ got a boner with it, which was pretty funny. He did. He did get a boner at school. <laughs> what What bit. were the writers of Growing Pains thinking, naming the best friend of the main character boner? I don't know. I don't know how Kirk Cameron didn't veto that. Like, Were when, they when like, it, this is a name out. for an erect penis, and it won't, like, no one knows it. Yeah. And could have... <laughs> Of all the terms they could have used. Or did we name an erect penis after that character? No, no, no. Surely not. But I was only like six years old at the time. I so. became in vogue. Well, Wikipedia's let me down once today, so I'm not going there. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I will say, as far as the poem goes, I like the, the rhyming. Like Hangin said, it's, very, it's like a child wrote it. It's very <laughs> short, very sweet. And then at the end... Every stanza started out like to whom, whom it concerns, yada yada yada, and then at the end Flipped she flips. Shit. She really flipped she it. Flipped she flipped it. it and reversed it. Yeah, I like that a lot. 
I don't like the use of the term squawk. That seems weird. <laughs> seems vaguely misogynistic. But but I guess you can't say bitch in that in, in sure. that uh, TV and then um, uh, you know the it starts off very pretty light. Ah, you know her her. But that's a weird way to say you. <laughs> You can't turn in your assignment that it stuck to your pancake plate. And we all know the Connors couldn't afford no fucking pancakes. Mm-mm. Come on, dude. Or a plate, because this is a comedy <laughs> and they're on welfare. <laughs> and they were white, which was weird. They didn't ask for no handouts. <laughs> they, they worked for theirs. Oh, my God. Um... At Howard, what is what? She's gonna get solitary confinement at school. Did she did she go to school in a prison? No, I think I think she, she could get some ILC. She goes to prison. Oh, I think that's what she's <laughs> hoping for. That's what makes this so funny. Well, the insult suspension sort of operates like that. You're horned off from mm-hmm. the rest of the general school, so if you don't do your homework, that you could end up there. You're effed. You're effed. And you're doing your homework anyway. Yeah. Seems mm-hmm. like solitary confinement would be illegal in a public uh, school system. But, well, I think that um, that's the like, last sort of little joke before it gets deep. You know, that's yeah, the, that's the, that's serious. the last little jab, and then it gets yeah. gets real way too quickly. Um, um, I don't think it's her height that's keeping her from playing quarterback. Also, it's them ovaries. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> it's that void between your legs, oh, man. So Roseanne doesn't have a show anymore. Right. Are they gonna? They should continue it without Roseanne. They should say now Roseanne died. Ha! Yeah. ha we're just kidding. <laughs> Dan's not really dead. Right. Ha! ha it was Dan who wrote the story. <laughs> who wrote the whole thing in the first place? <laughs> yeah, Krill. Can you tell us about the last season of Roseanne? So the last season of Roseanne. Uh, what happened on before the last season ended? There was you know the cliffhanger from the previous season where Darlene got married and Dan had a heart attack, and then you know it kind of. Everyone woke up, or he woke up from the hospital, everything was fine. And then there was a lot of fantasy episodes where, uh, before the fantasy episodes happened, the Connors won like $100 million in the lottery. And then after that, it's just all fantasy. They're, you know, saving a train from being robbed. They're going to England, and Jackie finds a prince. And meanwhile, everybody thinks that, like, this is actually happening. Yeah, everyone thinks it's happening because there's been no, like, hints throughout the series that there's the, any dream sequences or anything this goofy. Do they go off on all these wacky misadventures because they won the lottery? Yeah, essentially okay. like that. Yeah. That provides them the source of funds so they don't have to work a job. Meanwhile, can, critics are like, what the fuck is Yeah, this everyone's show? like, where the... Their roots were just sort of like paycheck yeah. to paycheck comedy. Meanwhile, and, writers are like, yeah. Yeah. yeah just yeah. wait until the season series finale. So yeah. the season finale ends up is... Uh, Roseanne is sitting at the table with all her family and they're laughing and then she's like going through each character and telling it what, what really happened. She's been writing a story all along and Dan had really died uh, and the daughters, their boyfriends were really switched around but she chose a different narrative because she thought it would play out better that way and so on. So the last season, the last episode was just kind of like a big, haha, just kidding, none of this really happened. Dan died and uh, we never won the lottery. Haha, <laughs> 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 joke's on you. Did Jerry Garcia even get born? He did, and on the reboot... What? She named her last kid. She had a kid, like, in the season seven or eight and named him Jerry Garcia because she got pregnant with Dan, like, at a Grateful Dead concert. (laughs) Because those were typical Grateful Dead fans, the Connors. (laughs) The Connors in the mid-90s. In the mid-90s. So they go, 
Jerry's, they're doing a touch of gray. Jerry Garcia probably just died. Yeah, I think it was like right before he died. He was there. Was he on the show, or was that an imposter? I don't think he was on the show. He probably killed when the he probably off when the baby is born. Oh, <laughs> is there like, like there's a is he standing in the hospital room or something? Yes. Yeah, yes, maybe that yes. was him. Hold on, did he look like a homeless guy? Uh, bought a dirty tie dye shirt, and uh, that is why I'm having trouble deciding if it was an imposter or the actual. I didn't get to check to count his fingers. That would have been a dead giveaway, but I don't a think grateful they dead. In. And whose only talent Ayo! is life. And to only talent in, in life is to get his friends to listen to him dick around on guitar for 20 minutes. Man. He loves to noodle. Sean hates noodle. Roseanne, and he hates Jerry Garcia. And the Throw a widespread panic in there, too. Whoa. Really coming out hot. <laughs> All these spread heads around, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, so Roseanne doesn't have a show anymore, which uh, you'd think ABC would be shocked, even though she did a full photo spread of her dressed up as Hitler in 2009. Yeah, I, I in, in full disclosure, I'd followed Roseanne on Twitter up until like two years ago, and I was just like, she is just She's bonkers. Nuts. Yeah, she she, is nuts. she really is just bonkers. Just conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory. Bought into Pizzagate. Everyone wants Israel to fail. Why? Blah blah blah. X Y Z. Pizzagate. But at the same time, like. Making anti-Semitic jokes on Twitter. Yeah, like, she is just she's just so manic yeah. that I was surprised that they rebooted the show and gave her such a prominent role because because of that. It's just yeah. like you should know any sort of history on her just shows countless red flags. I definitely understand the need to the 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 desire for a network to kind of fill a hole because there's nothing on TV that sure. that allows like the Trump voter to think that they have a place in popular TV. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, that's important for, for that to happen. And I and ABC saw that void and they, and they filled it. Probably, like, could have done something else. Well, I think the... Reboot home improvement. Yeah, one issue that I had... They did, and it fucking flopped. Yeah. <laughs> they fired man Tim with Allen, a, too, Man remember? with a plan or whatever it was. Last man standing. Uh, they ran his ass up out of there, too. I do, I do want to make the comment that... The original Roseanne, I know everyone says, like, oh, it was, it was a reflection of a working-class family, but it was mostly yeah. apolitical. It wasn't like, yeah. hey, we're voting for Bush, and, yeah, we should bomb Iraq. It wasn't yeah. any of that. It was yeah. just, like, the struggle of any family that doesn't have, you know, a steady income or health insurance, yada, yada, yada. So, like, the whole reboot idea is, like, we're really going to show what a, what a family is like that supports Trump. is like, that really wasn't the original show, like... They touched on issues, but it wasn't like, oh, we hate Bill Clinton, or we should vote for Bob Dole. It, it sort of avoided that going into that foray, which is why I think it was just so, sort of like a cheap sort of... That might be a reflection on how ubiquitous politics is in ah. our society now. Mm-hmm. I mean, not everybody was obsessed with everything back then. Yeah. Um, now it's, you know, can't walk down the street corner... See somebody with a sign. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sign, sign, everywhere a sign. Mm -hmm. Bill Engvall, Jeff Foxworthy. God, why? why? Jeff Foxworthy was totally on Thunder Alley. Yeah, because it's a show that you wrote for Jeff Foxworthy (laughs) that you're still trying to workshop to it. Um, The Roseanne thing, to me, is a whole lot of everybody involved, what the fuck did you expect? Yeah, like, like Creel just pointed out, her track record between when the show was ended to now, nuts. You knew exactly what you were getting. Um, for her, for her co-stars who were so vehemently out against her, they knew what was up when they took them fat ass ABC checks to work with Roseanne again. Um, and then ABC knows what they're getting into, and then she 
also knows what's going to happen when she has the number one show in the country and she pops off on Twitter. The, the storylines for all these were all written well in advance with so many other people. We all know what the beats of this story were going to be. It was just a matter of time. I don't understand why people don't just react, to, act like you've read the news before. It kind of makes me want to just swallow a handful of Ambien and see what happens. Oh, we should do that for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Episode question mark? Funny I face. predicted a handful of Ambien just makes me less racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me talking about, you know, I think Beyonce <coughs> is pretty great and important. <laughs> Zing. Damn. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't. Well, how do we feel in general as a podcast about being fired for Twitter? Um, at the end of the day, I don't really care. Like the Samantha B stuff, I don't care that she used the c word. She probably shouldn't have. Like, is it a comparable situation to whatever Roseanne did? I don't think so, but. Um, See, Shani, oh, hang on, 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 though, hang on, hang on. Um, but at the end of the day, like, just don't use the word and don't give anybody a reason to call for your head. It's it's a it's a decision on if uh, uh, advertisers pull out and it's a dollars and cents call by the network, TBS, ABC, whatever. I, I just, but at the end of the day, I don't care. I don't care. Should is Rosanna racist? Yeah. Am I going to watch her show any less? impossible like <laughs> i mean it's it's just i don't care I, I i just you know it's there's so many more fucking 4600 people died in the last year in puerto rico and we're talking about the c word versus the word ape like who cares well we all care apparently because it's the only thing that matters it's the only thing that we ever talk about um it's the fucking philadelphia 76ers president being fired because his wife had some burner accounts which is just <laughs> majestic just <laughs> but that's where we are it's it is just we we want to see because we need the next thing um like the roseanne story with this with with, with our takes on it on this podcast everybody who needed to weigh in has now weighed in <laughs> um, mm-hmm. this story is dead and done yeah um, we just move on to something else but we never learn from anybody else's mistake I think that's the big takeaway from this we just don't do it we just keep doing the same shit and expecting it not to happen that's why I only pop off on Twitter at uh, like pizza delivery places they deserve it too <laughs> and that's why they I really only do pop it. off on Twitter to you <laughs> but i think it's 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 like when there's so many warning signs like you shouldn't do something like no one would give dustin diamond screech from saved by the bell a show because he is a train they know wreck. he's a sword murderer <laughs> a sword murderer he, uh, he attacked a guy with a sword yeah oh, i didn't hear that he also, <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I don't know the full details because, again, I'll tell you my personal, uh, th- where I do things wrong on the internet, read a lot of headlines, don't read a lot of stories. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty much. But there's some story about Screech and a sword and an attack. And a sex tape. Uh, yeah, the sex and tape the sex I, I'm tape aware of. With a sword. Mm-hmm. He and the sword had the sex tape. But yeah, um, like, <laughs> but it is weird to see that we go from this this show that whether you liked it or you didn't like it, it had a cultural resonance. Sure. And it certainly was very different. It was the kind of show that could prop up a 13-year-old tomboy and create a meaningful moment that Creel and I both still remembered um, out of this silly little show. 
and you flash forward to that same show, and it's just we're just waiting on the star to say something crazy so that we can pounce with our daggers and our mm-hmm. and our vampire fangs and just go for the throat. And then when I bought to cancel your show. Shit, <laughs> yes, when Samantha B says some crazy shit, we equate it to no, no, that's totally different because that's how it always is. And then the next time when somebody on the right says something crazy. And that one doesn't get gotten. Somebody on the left does get in trouble. We'll say, no, that's the, that's the crazy thing that happened. This is where we are. Jesus Christ. I don't like where we are, but this is where we are. Oh, it's awful. It's awful. So do you guys think they'll they'll let uh, Bill Cosby reboot the Cosby show? <laughs> <laughs> or will some ne- network executive like be like, we should give him a pass on that. Because everyone loved the Cosby show. No. I, I don't think that will happen. Somebody new. And that person is also a rapist. <laughs> oh, I just <laughs> That's like, what I would like just to save me, save me, Keenan. That I just give me Keenan. That's all I want. You want Keenan to have his own show? No, I, well, I want Keenan just to be Keenan. I don't want anything to come oh. out about Keenan or anybody I, else. Oh, I okay. hope the Cosby Show turns into the new Macbeth, and anybody who attempts it is just cursed and <laughs> is immediately revealed to be a serial rapist. We have this idea for a successful African-American family. You're a doctor. Your wife's a lawyer. Okay, Kevin Hart, I'll be glad to do this. Kevin Hart, had the, he had the only remaining quaaludes left in the country. <laughs> That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, Let's go full fucking tits on this thing, guys. Mm-hmm. Let's go full tits on this. I'm in. All right, Creel. Uh, wrap us up with the final thoughts about this wonderful <laughs> poem from Darlene. <laughs> final thoughts. Uh, as far as a liter- literary work goes, it's the best thing we've done on this show. Wow. And, and we wow. Know, we know you know I'm is. right here, right? 100% it is because... It rhymes. It rhymes. Joss Whedon. I'm surprised Sean's erection isn't, like, stabbing me right now. <laughs> it's because you're erasing my boner. Oh, I'm erasing. <laughs> saying that this is the best thing we've ever... Um, no, but I think it speaks to a lot of uh, teenaged angst, uh, and it does it in a Can't very... Can't imagine where we had a poem like that anywhere a, on this show. It does it in a relatable way, in a revealing way. Check, check. In a way that uses imagery, check, substance. Check, uh, real Real world issues. Episodes like 1 to 12. Uh, so I really like this this uh, poem. Uh, like Hankin said, it's very memorable. I give it an A plus... Plus Whoa. minus. Oh man! <laughs> so room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Where Always room for improvement. Sure. Always room for improvement. <clears throat> well, I just want to say to all the tomboys out there, I see you, girl. Slide them umbrellas to the side and let me get a peek. If you can get a peek into the next poem we do next week on Cold Dog Soup. <clears throat> Ain't no money in poetry. That's what sets a boy free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie